Playoffs? Playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. The time has come. We are about a week-ish from the end of the regular season in the NBA, which means the play-in tournament that if you're a casual fan, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? So the playoffs, right? So there's the playoffs and the play-in and the play-in plays into the playoffs. Hey, Hey. so I'm going to have Paul because he's good at the technical explanation of things go through what the playoffs are. And what the play-in tournament means for the playoffs. Yep. Go. We, we will get to that. But I wanted to start off with a few oh, shit. fun trivia things for Matt. Kind of kind of give him a little pop quiz here. All right. So the first one, before we get all technical with the playoffs and the play-ins, there are currently two players in the top 10 all-time points who are playing in the NBA today. Do you know who those two players are? Top 10 all-time I point do. scored. It's LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Just got, yeah, just he, cracked number 10. He just got into number 10 past Elvin Hayes. Yep. So I, I want to give a shout-out to Carmelo Anthony. Shout-out to Melo. Because. Rocking it in Portland. Getting in the top 10 all-time points scored, that's that's a big deal. You don't need to be all nerdy analytics just to count out the number of points. Right. But that's that's crazy. All right. Here's another one. There are multiple players who have made 10-plus three-pointers in a game. Can you guess, I guess, let, let's see if you can guess four of them, four well, of the players. Well, I know two of them. Uh, I know one is Steph Curry has done it six times this season. Yes, yeah, so Steph Curry has done it six times, which know, is insane. I know we, you you mentioned this last night, so Danilo Gallinari for the Hawks yep. has done it once. Yep, he has. There's two other players that have done it. Yes. I don't. I don't know, man. Um, who who are some streaky players who can sure. just get crazy? Dame, hot? has he done it once? Uh, no, he has not. Devin Booker. Uh, no. Jamal okay. Murray. Those those are all really good guesses. Okay. I'll just I'll just give you the list. <laughs> uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh shit! I mean, streaky. Yeah. Zach Levine. Okay. Which yep. Terry Rozier. Fred Van Vliet. And Jalen Brown. Interesting. So, I mean, Fred Van Vliet's probably the the most obvious name for that list. But, yeah. I mean, Zach Levine, too. But, dude, when Levine gets hot. No, that's true. It's hot. Same with Hardaway Jr., Rozier, something like that. That's just kind of – it's a fun stat because yeah. Steph Curry doing it six times is just fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> like Everyone else is like, holy shit, I had a career night. And Steph's like, yep, had another night at the gym. Go back and do it again the next day. All right. I saved the best one for last. You ready Ready for this one? Yeah. Okay. So on NBA.com, you can, you can have stats about all sorts of different things. There's a shooting stat, and you can measure the distance based on the shot. So who do you think the league leader is in the total number of field goals made inside of five feet? So that's five feet from yeah. the rim. So that's... That's essentially a layup. <clears throat> Zion? It's 
our boy yeah. Zion. I was like, don't overthink it because it seems pretty simple. He yeah. literally makes his shots from. You want to you want to try to guess the next two? So, is Jared Allen one of the next? No, two? no, but you're in the you're in the correct realm of <laughs> Joel Embiid. He's been out. Right. He's just been okay. hurt too much. Who's, um, who's, whose game is basically run to the rim and dunk Capella. It? Uh, Capella's actually number three. Okay. Who Who is more, I'm going to dribble the ball to the rim and then dunk it. Giannis? And Giannis. Okay. Yep. So the crazy thing, so Zion has 570 of these field goals made in, inside, <laughs> inside of five feet. Giannis at number two? Has 421. Jesus Christ. Capella at number three is 360. So it just drops after one. Reminder, Zion was 570. Number three is 360. That's a huge drop. Like, that's just... But that's basically his game. Oh, right. I mean, that's... To Capella's credit, that's Capella's game aside from the defense and blocks and stuff like that, but... But like at a high I mean, for Zion, it's a high usage, right? It's like he takes a lot of shots and makes a lot of shots. Yep, his field goal percentage at that in that range is sixty five percent. Giannis's is seventy eight percent. So, in theory, if Giannis shot more shots from there, he would make more. But the fact is, like everyone knows what Zion's going to do. They're like he's going to shoot it inside of five feet from the rim, and he still makes a lot of them. That's just to me, I'm like, all right, Matt's going to like this. He's going to like that it's stat. It's a good stat. We were, we were wrong. Zion's great. He is. Uh... Every, everything's everything's backing up. Also, before we get into the play-in playoffs, we want to talk about rookie of the year. Yeah, we kind of, which shame on me especially because we, we missed this <laughs> in we, our awards. We talk about show. a certain rookie a lot anyway, but there is an award for rookie of the year. It's, I, I shouldn't have to explain this, given out to the best rookie of the year. And yeah, pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, but I explained it anyway, just in case anyone's, you know, a little behind on the times. So there's really two contenders. There's Matt's boy, Anthony Edwards, and everyone else's boy, LaMelo Ball and of L- Charlotte. Literally how, how it is. <laughs> yeah. The media darling LaMelo Ball. Yep, the media loves LaMelo. The media doesn't hate Anthony. They don't like him a lot. Which is weird because he's a great interview. He's hilarious. Well, I think it's, you know, okay. So you know how like the sports media will basically, they don't like to be wrong. They fucking hate to be wrong. Right. So pre-draft, we talked about it. Anthony Edwards had that very suspiciously timed interview drop. I, you can go back and listen to me, give you a lot of shit about that. Uh, you're, you're drafting football player, Anthony Edwards, number one. It's looking pretty fucking good right now. I'm thinking, uh, I, so and, really, really yeah. suspiciously timed interview that was dropped. The media basically saying that he would like he loves playing football and basketballs, whatever, yada yada. And rapping. Yeah, and and everyone's just like he doesn't care about the game. He's not going to try hard. He's just going to be a problem in the locker room. Da 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 da. It was basically a character assassination. It, and the it really media was. And the me- and look, he started off putting up some points, doing okay. He was super inefficient when he started. It was exactly what you expect from a rookie. But since the All Star break and a coaching change, <laughs> he has been Yeah, let's not let's good. not undermine a coaching change. And you you and I both know what that can do for a team. One hundred percent. And he's been really good. 
He's been really good. He just good. scored, by the way. Yeah, talk about him last night. He just scored 42 points last night on 22 shots, which is really good. That's eight, really good. Eight from eight for eight for nine from three point, which is extraordinary. And he only shot one free throw, which he just need he'll he'll get more calls as he goes in the league. That's just what happens yep. to more veteran players. But the media wants him to fail because that's the story they put out pre-draft. They don't want that story to be wrong because they don't like to be wrong because they're a bunch of fucking egomaniacs and assholes. So, look, LaMelo Ball was the darling of the draft. He's so good. He's the Ball family. So there's that whole thing with his dad. The whole thing. And and so they want him to succeed. And now, no knock on LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is a great player. And the two players in this draft that will probably both be perennial all-stars and potentially superstars are Ant and LaMelo. They, they've both shown so far that they have the it. That yeah. sort of special they have the it factor. feel to the game. They can right. turn it on when they need yep. to. They, they they both make really flashy plays. Um, they feed off energy from like a close game or when the crowd yeah. when there are crowds now in, in some NBA arenas, they feed off of that. So Yeah, we're we're not trying to shit on LaMelo. Like he's a nice player. He's gonna he's gonna fit in well in Charlotte. So LaMelo Ball still might very well win rookie of the year because so many media people just wanna fucking hate Anthony Edwards. But, but Anthony Edwards should win it because his efficient his efficiency has been so much better since the All Star break, and he's played every game. Right. And as Paul says, availability is a skill. Lamelo has been out with an injury for a lot of the season, and look, if Lamelo was healthy the whole season, it would be his probably. It and that's fine. It probably would be. I mean, a lot of it depends. Maybe he was slumping for those five weeks. You, right. You never know, but that's part of why availability is a skill because. You need to show that you're improving, you're getting better, like you're putting in the work behind the scenes sort of thing. And it cracks me up when people want to write a rookie's career in the first half of their first season. He's inefficient. He get da, da, da. it's like he's a chucker. He, he's a 19-year-old rookie. He should still be playing in college. He's he's on he a had bad no, team. <laughs> he's on a bad team. He had no summer league, no preseason, basically no coach. And he's shown through the season marked improvement. I mean, you know, you remember Paul earlier in the season when he was having so many issues driving to the hoop and he would get blocked like all the time. He got blocked <laughs> so much. And he's changed his game. And now now he's a threat when he drives to the hoop. And he finishes super well now. Yeah. So for him to improve that much in his rookie season when he had no summer league, no training camp, has hardly had any practices like any other team because of the right. Titan schedule. What more can you ask for? But again, these fucking media assholes, like certain people that I won't mention, Nate Duncan <laughs> and other people, they just want to be like, well, his shooting, well, his true shooting, well, his his PER, and which like those stats are important, but I don't take PER or anything into account, frankly, when people are when when it's a rookie. I'm sorry. No, I rookies mean, are just you, they're different. You go by that, and Tony Snell's the best three point shooter in the league, but you're not taking him over like a Steph Curry, something like that, like. Stats can tell part of the story, but they can't tell the entire story. Exactly. So, I would vote for Ant. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a huge homer. But I'm, Paul and I were talking. This draft class is actually looking like it might be pretty deep. There's a lot of really solid rotation players out of this draft, which was kind of marked as, well, this draft's going to suck. There's going to be hardly any players that will make teams. Yeah. A lot of drafts, you get past, like, the 10th pick, and you start going, okay, okay. Oh, there's a name. Okay, yeah. Yeah, never heard of him. So, like, Jaden McDaniels, who's also with the Wolves, 28th pick, he's a starter. 
Malachi Flynn was a 29th pick. Toronto Raptors just won Rookie of the Month for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, there there's a lot of later first round picks. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton for the Kings was number eleven. Playing time, yeah, that's looking like a real steal. Um, but Emmanuel Quickly for the Knicks was twenty five. Yeah, like, there's some nice picks in there already, and we don't usually getting... see that till a couple years down the road. Popushevsky the... for the for the Thunder. Yeah, I mean the Pistons have three nice rookies. Yeah, so it's shout out to the twenty twenty draft class. <laughs> Underrated. If I I will say I am slightly biased toward the Wolves just because. We talk about them all the time, and so I watch more of their games and everything. But just especially with Lamella being hurt and Anthony Edwards showing the improvement you want to see and showing some of that it factor and doing what you want him to do, he would have my vote. When a 19-year-old scores 42 points on 22 shots, you got to pay attention. You got to be like, uh, who? What? Yeah. Yep. So, again, nope. Nothing against Lamelo. I mean, it's not his fault he got hurt, type of thing. But no, not at all. And Lamelo's. I mean, he's he's nice. He's he's, he's nice. Really nice. He's really and nice. And Charlotte's gonna probably be a problem here in a few years if they can make some moves. So. Yep. Especially if one of those moves is trade for <laughs> <laughs> your other boy. <laughs> that's that's the off season pod. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's get playoffs. into the, the playoff play in madness. So the play in tournament is actually really cool. It, it started well, last year in the bubble and then worked its way into the actual regular season this year. So, for those of you that don't know, I'll start with a very, very, very like surface-level definition of what the playoffs are in the NBA, and I'll have Paul go and do a deep dive into the play-in tournament. There are 30 teams in the NBA. There's the East and the West, Western Conference, two different conferences, 15 teams in each conference. There are eight teams from each conference – traditionally that make the playoffs so traditionally it's you're you, you're seeded so seeds one through eight and they play the playoffs in each conference and then eventually the winners of those conferences meet for the finals and just just to add to that there so there are 14 teams that are then not in the playoffs yes they get the first 14 picks of the draft which is of called the, the lottery. draft which is called the lottery so yep. if you ever hear us say like a lottery pick or they're picking in the lottery those are one of the 14 teams that were not in the previous year's playoffs. Which very quickly, not to deviate too much, I just want to plug <laughs> in my great, amazing idea of a lottery uh, NCAA-style tournament. For, for those 14 for, teams. For, for, the, for the 14 picks. <laughs> it's a great idea. It is actually a really good idea. <laughs> so Adam Silver, if you're listening, one, one of his lackeys. Hit, it, hit us up. They're not going to hit us up. They're just going to steal our idea, and then in a couple years we're just going to be like, Fuck! That was a great idea. I'm really happy to see this executed. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, traditionally, that's how the playoffs are. But the NBA has kind of folded something new into it, and I'll have Paul explain what that is. Yeah, so this play-in tournament, which again started last year in the bubble, people liked it, and so continued this year. The seven and eight seeds from each conference are not set in stone at the end of the regular season. So, so they're not guaranteed a playoff spot. Only seeds one through six are guaranteed a playoff spot. Correct. And so what that means is that teams one and two, so the, the top two seeds, don't know who they're going to play at the end of the regular season because those teams that they're going to play, the eighth seed and the seventh seed respectively, aren't they haven't been decided yet. So that's kind of an interesting wrinkle in this whole thing too. It's It's tougher for those one and two teams to – plan and sort of scheme against their opponent um so anyway how this works 
the number nine seed and the number 10 seed from each conference play a game. The winner of that game uh, then moves on and advances. The loser is just out. The seven and eight seed. So, so two years ago, these two teams would have both been guaranteed playoff spots. This year, they are playing for the seventh seed. So the seventh and eighth seed play a game. The winner gets the eighth seed. Seventh seed. I'm sorry, the seventh seed. You're right. The winner gets the seventh seed. The loser plays the winner of that nine and ten seed. For the eighth seed. And the winner of that game gets the eighth seed. Right. So how this works is basically if you're the seventh or the eighth seed, you have to win one out of two games to advance into the playoffs. If you're the ninth or the tenth seed, you have to win two games in a row to advance into the playoffs. So it still gives an advantage to the higher seed, but... Anything can happen in one game. I mean, that's part of what we love about March Madness is that someone catches fire. They're just unstoppable. Your team just collapses for some reason. I mean, anything's possible. Hell, the Hawks beat Phoenix by 30 points last night. I mean, Phoenix was the best team in the league at that point. That's not going to happen. But in one game, it can happen. So it still is an advantage to be the 7th or the 8th seed. But the weird thing is it doesn't really matter anymore it used to matter if you're the seventh seed you're playing the number two seed the eighth seed would be playing the number one seed but now it the seventh and eighth seed just played to become the seventh seed so it's a really interesting wrinkle i think it'll make for really good tv because now you have i mean as of right now in the western conference the nine and ten seed is golden state for san antonio and you win you move on you lose and you're done i mean that's must watch tv and then they would be playing the loser of Memphis and Portland, as it currently stands. So the winner of Memphis-Portland goes on to become the seventh seed. The loser goes on to play Golden State or San Antonio. And then the winner of that game becomes the eighth seed. In the east, you have Indiana and Washington, currently the ninth and tenth seeds. So the winner of that game would play the loser of Miami and Charlotte. So whoever wins between Miami and Charlotte would become seventh seed. Loser would play Indiana or Washington. The winner of that game goes on to become the eighth seed. The other teams are just done. They go back to their homes. They sit on the couch and watch the playoffs. That's how the play-in works, if everyone followed that. So, again, essentially, if you're the seventh or eighth seed, you have to win one out of two games to advance into the playoffs. If you are the ninth or tenth seed, you have to win two games in a row to advance in. And that's just to get to the first round of the playoffs. That's just to get to the first round of the playoffs and probably be swept by the number yeah. one or two seeds. <laughs> so I'm looking at this right now, and obviously things are not set in stone yet. But it's going to be interesting. I think, based off of what I'm seeing here, it's looking to me like it's possible that there is, from each conference, a team in the 9-10 spot that will make the playoffs. Yeah, it's very possible. Because Golden State. So, yeah, just just going off of this. So, right now it's Portland and Memphis at the 7-8 and eight spot. I would take Portland in one game. I'd take Damian Lillard in any one game. Yep. Um, I would assume they'll win. So, if it's Memphis against Golden State, as long as they beat San Antonio, I would take Golden State over Memphis. I would take Golden State. And, the, I mean, the thing is their, their records are so close anyway. Right. That just based on the record, it's pretty much even. Even. And Portland has a four-game win advantage over Memphis right now, so it's not they they are expected to be the better team. Yeah. And again, I just 
Steph Curry in a must-win situation. Steph Curry in one game. Yeah. yeah. And then you go over to the Eastern Conference. Um, Indi- Indiana's falling in- apart. Indiana's terrible. I expect them to lose. And Washington's been on a hot streak. Even though their record's still below 500, that was way below 500, and they've been on a hot streak. But, I mean, yeah, West- Westbrook-, Westbrook and Beal are two players. If they're both on, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I would- and, and I just – so I expect Washington to win that. And then I expect – Miami to beat Charlotte. I also expect. Soundly. I also expect Miami. And I to think win. Washington has a great shot at beating Charlotte, and then getting swept by Philly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that that is sort of the the cruel wrinkle. All this, right? Like, if you're Washington, you win your two games in a row. Your team's great. Like, you make it into the playoffs. You're playing Philadelphia. You, you're playing the 76ers. You made it in as the 10th seed. Yeah. You're great. You're probably going to get swept in four games. So what's interesting though is I'm looking at these matchups. So I would expect if it's so we'll just let's just go let's start with the Eastern Conference if that's cool. Yeah. We'll just so, do a little deep dive into the playoffs. And this is the disclaimer, folks. This could totally change. So the the playoffs or the play in starts May 18th. So this could this could totally change. There's still 12 days. This is being recorded standings, on May 6th. The standings can change. So we'll yes. probably, I mean, we'll do probably another like episode right before the playoffs. There is still still so a lot of games to be bear played. Bear with us here. This is just our thoughts right now. As of right now. But you play Philly and you're Washington, you probably get swept. Maybe you win a game. You, you um, probably get swept if Embiid doesn't even play any games. Then the 4-5 the seed is the Knicks versus the Hawks. I expect that'll be a pretty good series. Um, honestly, hope the, so the Hawks have a really favorable schedule to end their season, and the Knicks do not. So for the Hawks, it's probably imperative to get home court advantage because they're only a half game behind the Knicks right now. They've played one more game than the Knicks, so that's why. Um, if I'm Atlanta, I want home court advantage. In, in, I, I also want home court advantage. Because they've been way also- better at home than they have on the road this year. So Boston's record isn't too far behind them. There is a chance that Atlanta plays Boston, the Knicks play Boston. Boston could work its way into that four or five matchup. Based on the, I mean, Atlanta has such a favorable schedule. Their game against Phoenix last night was by far the most difficult game they were going to have because they play Washington twice. Right. They so play, you you kind of expect them to to win out. They should win their next five games, I believe. They have, they have yeah, left. they have five games left. I would I would say they should go. At worst, three and two, probably four and one. Yeah, four and maybe and, they can sweep. If not five and zero, oh. which is why I say maybe Boston works up. Like Atlanta might be the four seed, and Boston becomes the five seed. But I think home court advantage will make a difference because Atlanta shoots really well at home, especially from three. So as it is right now, I kind of alluded Boston is the six seed. Milwaukee is currently the three seed, and. There's no chance that any of the Knicks or Atlanta or Boston are going to catch Milwaukee just based on record. But Milwaukee, Boston, the battle of the green teams, it's a uh, Iowa. Milwaukee just beat the Nets twice. I mean, you got to think that Milwaukee. Yeah, if, wins it's, if like it's Milwaukee four, and Boston, four one, four. I'm, I'm thinking five games. Yeah, but then the interesting wrinkle comes in if Miami makes it against Brooklyn in the first round. Because Brooklyn is so good. Brooklyn is so good, but Miami's a tough. Miami's tough in the playoffs, and I'm not saying Miami will win. They will not win. No, but but I don't. I don't want to play them either because they're, they're gonna they're gonna make you work. They're for physical, it. and that's and that's where they're sort of like you may beat us, but you're gonna hurt. Like if you're Brook, if I'm Brooklyn, I want Charlotte. I oh, 100 percent want Charlotte because absolutely they would sweep Charlotte, not even close. 
Miami, <laughs> they would probably still beat them in five games, but it may go six games. Miami's tough, and Jimmy Buckets in the playoffs. Jimmy Jimmy Butler worked his way into our top ten based on his playoff performance last year. And I, you know that they're going to be – I mean, Miami's underperformed this year, but they're going to be hungry if they're against Brooklyn, and they're just going to try and beat the shit out of them, basically. Oh, and Spolstra's a really good coach. Yeah. I mean, that's because that plays a big factor in the playoffs, too. So, Brooklyn does not want to face Miami in the first round. No. They, they're going to be watching that game hoping that Charlotte just – Terry Rozier catches fire yeah. or something. and Yeah, they just, you know, Because then, Because then, I mean, if Miami goes and faces Washington and then Miami ends up being the eighth seed and facing Philly, Philly doesn't want to play Miami either. No. None of those top teams want Miami in the first round. Even though they'll probably beat Miami, they're just they're when you're playing in the playoffs and you're expected to make a long run and you're a contender, you don't want your first round to so, be one of the toughest teams in the league that you're gonna have to mat, match physically and potentially yeah, you, you don't want to be a slugfest. And exactly. No. You you just want to kind of roll through there and be like, Oh, I haven't even taken off my warm ups yet. Alright, I'm ready for round two. I mean, yeah, Brooklyn's salivating at the possibility of Charlotte. They're like, please give us Charlotte, please. But that's kind of the interesting wrinkle to this play-in. Because in years past, you would see teams purposely try to lose one of their last two games. Because they're like, okay, if we lose this game, we're going to drop down into the two seed. And then we're going to be playing the more favorable team type of thing. Exactly. There was a lot of jockeying for position or like, we're going to try to win these next games. So we <laughs> so we like screw this other team over and they have to play the more difficult team. So, whereas in this year, you just you don't know, right? And that's what's nice about the play. And some people don't like it, but I, I think it's fun to have that wrinkle, like you said. Go, let's go to the Western Conference, but I want to start bottom up. Um, Phoenix, if Portland wins, I would assume they will. So, Phoenix and Portland, that might be a rough first round series for Phoenix, yeah, because Portland's kind of like the Miami, where you don't reg- want to play them in the regular playoffs. season, hasn't been super exciting, really, but. They, I mean, if they get hot in the playoffs, like they're going to be a problem. I, I would not want to face Portland in the playoffs. I don't think that they're going to make it to the conference finals necessarily, but they just have so much star power. And Phoenix is really, really good, but inexperienced. They're inexperienced, and Damian Lillard is a gamer, man. He's, I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't want to face him. So Dame, and, Dame time is absolutely real. Let's go. Let's kind of. I want to kind of switch around a little bit because, in kind of a similar fashion, a worse team. But if Golden State ends up facing Utah in the first round, I mean, Utah's been so good. I would expect them to win fairly yeah. soundly. Yeah. They're, no, I, I think Utah would sweep Golden State. I don't think they'd sweep them. I think they'd sweep. I don't. Golden, I, Golden State's just. Golden State's not good, Paul, but okay. Come on, thin. Paul. Yeah, but Steph Curry's going to have one game where he scores 50 or 60 points and they'll win. I think it's 4-1. I don't but yeah. I, I don't think a sweep. Yeah, I, I mean if you were to ask me over under half a game, I would take the under, but I wouldn't judge you for taking the over. Because if you said over under a game and a half and you said over, I'd be like, "Uh, I don't know about that." Because here's the deal. I would expect like I could see a scenario in which Utah wins the four games they win in the series by a cumulative average of like 20 points, <laughs> but Steph Curry will get hot. Super, and, super and hot. May, maybe Wiggins and has a good game and yeah, Ubre or something. I think they'll win a game, but I do think Phoenix is scared of Portland. Like they want Memphis. Oh yeah. For sure. I, would, I mean, Memphis is also very physical, but they're just not as talented as Portland. 
and they don't no. have Damian Lillard. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, top to bottom, every starter on Portland, I would say, is better than every starter on Memphis. I would agree. And I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect anyone. Like, no, Portland, John, Portland John, has, John Morant is really nice. Portland is underperformed this year, right? But Damian Lillard is really nice, <laughs> really nice. And I mean, Valachunas versus Nurkic, like Valachunas is nice, but. Nurkic is really nice when he's healthy. He's a little better. I, I would yeah. say that's closer. It's, that's closer. That's closer I mean, than like Damon Job. But, but I mean, still, I think you go through all five and you yeah. take Portland on every one. Oh, 100%. I take Roka over Grayson Allen. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I take a lot of things over Grayson Allen. Um, let's go to the 4 5 matchup. So currently, it would be the LA Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks. Yep. Which, as, as it currently stands, again, 12 days out. Right. Um, if this were the matchup. Honestly, I think a lot of people would think this would be a close matchup. I don't think it'd be that close. I would take the Clippers. Maybe it would go six games. Maybe. But I'm thinking even five. Because I just don't... Like, Luke is really good, but the Clippers have been on a tear lately. Like, they've been so consistent this season. And I don't see them... I mean, the scary thing about the Clippers facing someone like Dallas, though... Okay, who do you, who do you have to stop Luka? Oh, we have Kawhi. Shit! Like, what? What do we well, do that's now? The thing. Right. <laughs> like, when when you're that dependent on one player, exactly. And the other team has arguably the best defensive wing stopper in the NBA. Two. Well, they have two of the top five. For best sure. For sure. Two wing stopper. For sure. Two of the top five, but maybe even the top one. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you could even double on Luca. I mean, if you have <laughs> if you have Kawhi and anyone else doubling on Luca. And you're just like, all right, is this the Tim Hardaway Jr. game? Or is this is this the Tim Hardaway Jr. game where he goes like one for 13 and we win by 30 points? I mean, Maxi Kleba is going to shoot a lot? Yeah, Finney, I just... Finney Smith is going to... Yeah, like, I just, I don't... Then, then you're basically saying, all right, Jalen Brunson, this team's yours. You run the offense because Luka's getting doubled by Kawhi and Patrick Beverly. And it's like, okay, now Paul George is on Jalen Brunson, and what are you going to do? Nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. And, that's and that's Paul, what's scary about And Paul George has been really hot this second half of the season. He has. He has been on fire. If he can continue that. Playoff P. <laughs> it, it would be a redemption arc from last year. because he, 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 he needs bad. it. He needs it. Pandemic P. He needs it. It was real. He needs it. He hit the side of the backboard on a corner yeah, three, and, and that was it. But – LA has it's kind of okay the Clippers to me are kind of like the Milwaukee of the West where they've been like the favorites they were like the favorites last I, year I think that's very accurate and they've kind of flown under the radar but they're still really really good and I hate to say it because I don't like Paul George very much but I mean especially with the Lakers health concerns there's a legitimate possibility that the Clippers could make the finals this year yeah I mean they are like the Bucks so you're right because for like Two years now, it feels like. I At least I've been on the Bucks train saying they're going to make the finals. I thought the Clippers were going to make the finals. And they we, have We it. both thought it was going to be Clippers-Bucks last year. And now I'm in the show-me phase. You know, it's like, okay, I, I believed in you last year. You let me down. Show me what you got this year. And I'll just note that Denver and the LA Clippers are both 
they, they both have the same record currently. Denver holds the advantage in a tiebreaker. That's yes. why Denver's the three seed, but and, that could switch. And Denver's also been really hot. So let's, let's talk about that one. Denver Denver right now is the three seed. They're playing the six-seeded Los Angeles Lakers. And these two teams have been going in opposite directions. One, <laughs> Which is that, interesting because they've had similar stories. They've lost star players to injury. Yep. And Denver has lost their number two player for a year. Yeah. Jamal Murray. For into, shout out, into next season. Shout out to Jamal Murray. I hope he I hope he recovers and comes back better than ever. Because and then what happened was Michael Porter Jr. just starts going fucking insane. He's Aaron, like, Aaron Gordon has been good since he's, he's been gone really to the nice. Nuggets. Yeah. So, and Jokic has turned his game up too. Scored twenty four points in the first like in one quarter. Yeah. The first quarter last of the night, game. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, they absolutely dogged the Knicks last night. Denver 20, has been... 24 everyone, points in the first quarter everybody is thought, insane. Everybody thought when Murray went down, the Nuggets were fucked. Everyone thought they were going to be done, and they've gone on a tear. Yeah. They've gone on an absolute tear. So, right now, look, LeBron's having some real injury issues. He is. It, it's legitimate. And Anthony Davis has been absolute dog shit since he came back. There has to be something else going on there. There... There yeah. has to be. There so, has to be something lingering. He's trying not to re-aggravate something. If this is if this is the matchup today, I mean Denver I, in five. I'm sorry, like it's not going to be close. And the, I mean, this is the other wrinkle too. And with shooters the, out too. With the playoffs being in about two weeks from shooters now. Shooters out. Did you see that? Yeah, but he'll be back for the playoffs. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, they said about 14 days, but yep, because he's we'll in health and health and protocol yeah but then i mean if it started right now and lebron is still out then yeah denver would just roll in two weeks from now if lebron's back fairly healthy but here's the problem Paul. AD, he was out for a long time he came back for one game re-aggravated the ankle yeah and is out so i mean and you don't want to fuck with ankles no you really don't so la might wave the white flag I don't think they will, but I don't know because it might be smart for them too to try and be healthier for next year. Yeah, and that's the weird thing with LeBron because he is older, so you don't want to waste the years. But on the same hand, but you don't want to end his career. He's older, and he's going to take a little longer to recover from injury, and you don't want to re-aggravate something and just like and those high ankle sprains are rough, man. They're like they're they're, they're no joke. They're killer. Yeah. So, um. You want everyone healthy, so hopefully he hopefully he's able to heal up in the next two weeks. And I mean, he obviously has access to, you know, all sorts of crazy treatments that we don't have access to. So, Paul, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah. Get predictions for your conference finals. Conference finals. You mean who's gonna play in each conference final, or yeah. who's going to win the conference? Both. So, like, based off of seating right now. Based, so right, so based on the seeding right now, if I were just to say the one in, the one versus the two seed, because theoretically in the perfect universe, the one seed would play the two seed for the conference finals. So that would be Utah versus Phoenix for the West. That's not what I'm saying. Philly for Brooklyn. Philly versus Brooklyn for the East. That's right. not what I'm saying. Right, 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 right. I'm just talking through this. Okay. I don't – I honestly don't think either Utah or Phoenix will be in the conference final. I would say... Ooh, we might have the same conference finals, Paul. You ready? Let's say it. Clippers Nuggets? Clippers Nuggets. Yeah. Man. And there's... Th- that prediction may look really shitty and... 
<laughs> in a month from now when both the Clippers and Nuggets get eliminated in the first round <laughs> in like four game sweeps and we're I like it's, we're like okay so we know nothing about the NBA I think it's Clippers Nuggets I I can see maybe Phoenix making some noise too I Phoenix versus Denver is going to be a bloodbath so that's the thing I, I think looking at this honestly and I don't mean any offense to Utah Utah's good but I probably would take the Clippers in a seven-game series against Utah. I I just I like I like the experience. Playoff Kawhi is some. I mean, he had a rough playoffs last year. the The bubble was weird for some players, and he was one of them. Yep. This ain't the bubble anymore. And, and playoff Rondo is real. Yeah. Playoff Rondo's a problem. Yeah. So, I. I would take the Clippers in that seven-game series against Utah. Now, Utah's been fantastic. They just haven't – they blew a 3-1 lead with pretty much the same team, although Bogdanovich was injured last year. But they they blew a 3-1 and, lead to Denver. I don't they, trust it. They had a Mike Conley shot to win it, though. I mean, it was close. That yeah, was a but, close but again, series. But, but, they, but you shouldn't have let it happen in the they first still, place. They still blew it, though. So, yeah, show me. Right. Like you said, show yep. me. Um, but I, I if, just – If it's a Denver Clippers – Seven game series, I don't know, man. Honestly, it's so tough. I would, if Murray was playing for Denver, I would for sure say Denver, but I might still even say Denver because here's the thing: if Jokic can keep this up, that's it. They don't have any like where where the Clippers. Honestly, Denver probably wants to play the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals if they get that far because that's their big weakness is center. Right. I mean, they've they've had problems guarding uh, Jokic in the past. They don't have an answer for him. And if he continues the streak he's been on... And that, I mean, that's the thing. In two weeks from now, if Jokic rolls his ankle and gets hurt, which obviously we don't want to have happen, but if that happens, Denver's probably going to lose the first round. So, but I'm, with both teams healthy. With both teams healthy, so right. So, I can't believe I'm making this cold prediction. I'm going to pick right now on May 6th and my... Prediction may change <laughs> by our next podcast. We'll, we'll just sit here still hung over from Cinco de Mayo or something. I think <laughs> I, I'm going to right now, based on everything, choose In, Denver to make it out of the West. I am going to – God, I hate to say this. I'm going to put down the Clippers in pencil. Ooh. I did, yeah, and I'm, I'm using pencil as well. I, I, did, I did this last year, and, and they bit me. I'm picking Denver. I, I feel like I'm going to get bit again. I'm picking Denver. I just... Okay, so let's go over to the East. Not a lot of confidence in that pick. Man, if Jamal Murray was healthy, I would put Denver, like, in pen. Yeah. I just... I love Denver. So in the East. But they've... One quick... One, one little tidbit, just because of what you said about Jamal Murray. What I will say, I think why I'm, like, cautiously confident on Denver is that it's not like they've had five games without Murray. It's been like 10 or 12. And they've adjusted really fast so, and really well. I, I feel pretty good about that prediction. But the, the playoffs are different. You want someone like Jamal Murray in the playoffs who can sort of create his own shot out of nothing. Yeah. But and, Jokic is... Well, and, and look, I think the X factor for Denver is Michael Porter Jr. in the playoffs. If he keeps, what can he do? Well, because he's been on a real hot streak yeah. too lately. They, I mean, they've both just been absurdly hot. Blindingly hot. Yeah. So, if they can keep that up for three rounds of the playoffs, then, I mean, like, shoot, that's yeah. awesome. Like, they deserve all of that. In the East, I think it's pretty simple. I think it's the one seed versus the two seed in the conference finals. I think it's Philly versus the Nets. So, you think the Nets will beat Milwaukee? 
if they face them. Dude, you know what I was saying about the Clippers, how I'm writing them in pencil for the second year and I think I'm going to get bit? I'm on year three of Milwaukee <laughs> biting me in the ass. Maybe even year, not year four. I think it's only year three. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's year three. I remember talking to you like two years ago and I'm like, Milwaukee's going to do it this year, man. They're like, I'm, I'm so smart. I know everything about the NBA and Milwaukee's going to win the title. And they just suck. You know, they're, they're like, oh, what if we just stop Giannis? And then they just die. I will say, Drew Holiday is nice. Their team is not the same as last year. Yeah. I I mean, I agree with you. Brooklyn, uh, I, I don't Bro- want to admit that Brooklyn will make the conference finals because I fucking so, so hate Brooklyn. Brooklyn just played Milwaukee twice. And lost, but they didn't have James Harden. They didn't have James Harden. Right. They're playing some scrubs off the bench. I mean, you take... 40 minutes out of a game and you give that to James Harden. Yeah, you're instead right. Instead of their eighth man. You're right. Okay. So you were, you barely lost. I mean, they weren't even blown out. No, they the weren't. It was a close game. Okay. Now you're bringing back a potential MVP candidate. I'm sorry. That makes a difference. Okay. So Philly and Brooklyn and Philly's just been really good. Like I love Atlanta. I, I hope they win the first round, but if they play Philly, they go get spanked. I think it's six games. I think they can win two. Maybe. But I, I don't think any logical fan is like, oh, Atlanta's totally going to beat. Yeah, th- no. I mean, they're just – Philly is really good. Now, look, that'll be a fun series, especially the Capella and Bede matchup. That'd that'll, be awesome. That'll be a really fun series. Yeah. Dwight Howard's just going to be a pest because Dwight Howard's always a pest. But Dude, what if Atlanta beats Philly? What would you do? Die happy. I don't know. <laughs> Eat, get like two large ice creams Dude, instead of you one. you love Denver so much. What if it's Denver and Atlanta in the finals? <laughs> I mean, I, I would obviously still root yeah. for Atlanta. But. Okay, so. so <laughs> Dude, if it's Denver and Atlanta. <laughs> the ratings will be so bad. Um, okay, the, so, so. The NBA f- will never allow this to happen. So Philly and, Philly and Brooklyn logically star power usually wins you gotta go brooklyn um i don't know man here's the here's the thing Embiid has been when he's healthy and that's the trick right Embiid's been phenomenal and brooklyn doesn't have an answer for Embiid. no they really don't and they do have good defenders tobias harris is good ben simmons has been amazing this year Actually, so yeah you may you so, may be, you may talk me into philly you know why X Factor, Mike My, Scott. Oh, Shout out, Mike Scott. I thought you were going to say Matisse Thybul. X Hawk, Mike Scott. But Matisse, I mean Matisse Thybul. They have some of the best defenders in the league. Plus, Dude, my my love for Matisse Thybul is known. It is in record multiple yes, times. You're I right. love Matisse Thybul. But, I will I will trade anyone on the Hawks for Matisse. Not really. No, you would. I, I really like Matisse. I'm Thibel. just saying, like I, I don't think, and like Shake Milton's been nice off the bench. He's I don't nice. think it's as simple. Again, traditionally, you look at star power. And Brooklyn has the three stars. But they've also had injury issues, Paul. Yeah, I mean, James Harden is not bad. And look at it through this. So so I guess we should talk, though, because I, I do have to be fair throughout both conferences. So if they're both healthy. If they're both healthy. What I would say is I wouldn't lock this on many. And maybe Clippers Denver would do this, but I would say this would probably be a seven-game series. I would be I, shocked if it wasn't. Philly, I'm, Philly I'm, Brooklyn. I'm with you there. I'm thinking seven games. I'm with you. We're um, going to be watching a lot of NBA in the next two months. But <laughs> I just, 
I don't know, man. I, I, this is, I'm kind of stumped. Like, I feel good about saying I would take Denver over the Clippers. Could the Clippers still make it? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's, it's, I'm with you. My yep. Denver pick is in pencil. But here it's a little more nuanced because there's a lot of factors. Brooklyn's not a great defensive team. No, and Philly's a really Philly's good a really good defensive team. team. Brooklyn is a other an otherworldly offensive team. Yeah, but Philly's a really good defensive team. Yeah, and I hate to say it, defense wins championships. You have also here's the other thing, you have a bunch. Philly has a chip on their shoulder. Ben Simmons has been disrespected for years. He feels disrespected. Embiid feels disrespected. Doc Rivers feels disrespected. That was what I was going to get to. Doc Rivers, he has a point to prove. Yeah. You think he wants to let first-year coach Steve Nash beat him in a series? So, yeah, I I mean. I'm not. Look, I don't really. I'm sure I have to make a prediction. I'm going to take Philly. I. I Philly almost made it a few years ago, man. I'm going to take Philly. I cannot hate you for that pick. Part of me wants to take Philly. You're going to take Brooklyn. I still... If everyone's healthy, I still That's think fine. you got it. James I'm, Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant? Sure. Joe Harris? Dude, they're great. I'm not I'm not denying it. I just think you have to give merit to both teams. Absolutely. And I think saying that Philly couldn't this is the problem again I have with how the media no, I, portrays I, this shit is I, like I everyone's saying that. from the beginning of the season that Brooklyn's just gonna walk away with it. And they're not gonna walk away with it. I absolutely believe Philly could win the series. And Philly is also one of the most uh physical teams in the league. And right. you can guarantee fucking T they're gonna they are gonna go hard. They're gonna chip, they're going to push, they're going to pull, they're gonna fucking hit people's hands, they're gonna hip check. I mean Joel Embiid is not gonna fuck around. He's gonna put DeAndre Jordan in a no, wheelchair by the end of the I, series. And I do worry about Joel Embiid's health. And, and again, this is all predicated this on if all, they're healthy. If they're healthy and Joel Embiid's able to play <laughs> thirty five minutes a night type of thing. So your finals matchup, Paul. Is the LA Clippers versus the Brooklyn Nets? So who do you take? I know who you take. Fucking piece of shit. I mean, the Eastern Conference is obviously better than the Western Conference. Yeah. <laughs> I think you take Brooklyn. I mean, in that matchup, I'd take Brooklyn. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's tough because again, like the Clippers and Philly, for that matter, have really good wing defenders. Like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are the two best like tandems but Ben dude honestly Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel are not that far behind them they're not but here's the thing man honestly like I kind of hope that it's not the Clippers and the Nets because that'd be kind of a boring series it would just be what ESPN wants to and fuck ESPN yeah fuck ESPN, <laughs> fuck, fuck ESPN. Dude. Denver Atlanta is not what they want so this therefore it's what I want well so here's the thing so so my prediction for the finals would be Denver and Philly dude that'd be a fun finals that would be. Jokic and Embiid? Going at it? The whole MVP convo that was all fucking whatever this year? That would be yeah. fun. That, that would be fun. And I, as far as who would win that series, I don't know, man. Honestly, I think it just... Uh, I think it'd be Philly. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But I think that would also be about a six or seven game series. Because, dude, Jokic has been so good. Jokic, I mean, Jokic has been... He's been but really yeah, I mean, good. look, you put Ben Simmons on Michael Porter Jr. Right. And you're good. Yep. And Embiid is a really good defensive player in his own right. Yeah, he is. And you have Danny Green, who's got the experience. You have Seth Curry, 
who's I mean, but just that's a again solid why I mean, you're just making my argument for Philly over Brooklyn anyway, dude. No, dude, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Brooklyn is, I think that they have more star power, and I think that the team with the most star power, when healthy, probably has the better odds of winning. That being said, I'm not trying to disrespect Philly because Philly is a really good team. If if they won, I wouldn't call it an upset. So anyway, I guess so. I'm taking Philly to win it all this year. Okay, so we have two. We have different teams in the finals, but Eastern Conference, which is funny because the Western Conference is far better, but the Eastern Conference, the top of the Eastern Conference is pretty stacked. The top of the Eastern Conference is just ridiculous. Well, and if there was a healthy Lakers team, it's a different conversation. It is totally different conversation. It is because I mean you, you have to give them credit. And what's kind of weird is that Miami has just fallen off so much. Like the the two teams who were in the finals last year are currently the sixth seed and the seventh seed in their conferences. I will say, just based off of part of why I picked Philly too, based off of how it is right now. And again, this there's a lot of assumptions here, so we could be having a totally different conversation in two weeks. But if Brooklyn has to play Miami in the first round, and then they have to play Milwaukee in the second round. And then they play Philly. That's a lot of physicality for Brooklyn. That is. It, it's tough, man. I that mean, is. Oh, I'm not I'm, saying they absolutely. can't do it because they do have the star power to do it. But the least physical team they would face is Milwaukee, who is a very physical team. Who is going to be up in your shit. I mean, Miami's going to be up in your shit, Milwaukee, and then Philly's going to be fucking all over up in your shit. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I'm not saying Brooklyn can't make it. That's just that's why I pick Philly because Philly's path basically. If they let's say they play Washington, okay, they'll okay. beat Washington. That that's they, a fly on the windshield. They play Atlanta. Capella's physical, but besides that, Atlanta's not an overly physical team. No, that and, is that is true. And then they play Brooklyn, who's not like they're not playing physical opponents. They're not playing opponents who are going to come up on them. They're going to come up on their opponents. Right. So. There's more of a chance for Brooklyn to have injuries if they're playing multiple physical opponents. And Philly's got to be feeling really good about themselves, partly for that, partly because so there's there's three top teams in the East, and then there's everyone else. Right. They don't have to play that other top team. The other two of the three tops have to play themselves, beat themselves up. And there's only five games left. It seems they're two games ahead of, of Brooklyn right now. It seems they have the one seed pretty well locked up. I would think it's so. It's not 100%, they, but it seems pretty well like but, it's locked But up. you want that. Because you don't want to be playing Milwaukee in the second round. And credit to Philly, man. They've wanted that the whole year. I mean, like, Doc Rivers was has been clear. Oh, the whole year yeah. he's like, we want the one seed. We want the one and, seed. We want home and, court advantage. And Embiid has missed some significant time. Shout out Brian Windhorst. Embiid's missed some, some serious time. And they're still the number one seed. And, I mean, Brooklyn's been going through their injuries also. But some of this is... Yeah, the the regular season when it's the middle of January and you're like, we really want to beat the Orlando Magic on a Tuesday night because it matters in situations like this. All of a sudden, that win puts you ahead of the number two team. And I think you make an interesting point about Embiid missing a significant amount of time because how many more games would they have won had he been healthy the entire season? They, they would have won more. This is guaranteed. Probably at least a few more. Probably I mean, he, five. Probably five to ten. We'll we'll just say five. Just very conservative. I mean, he's but. been out. He's been out. I think a total of like fifteen games. So I would imagine they. So let's say about maybe ten games because they would win to about two thirds based on their record, roughly. Sure. So you had ten games to that. They're way ahead. <laughs> in the, I mean, they're the best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, games. you can do that too with Brooklyn, and 
they've had sure Durant's been out, sure. Harden's been out, Kyrie's but they also been have out, a big three, <laughs> which is very nice for them yeah. because one of them's been out and yeah, they're just they, like they always have a big oh. two who is better than a lot of other teams they're like oh no <laughs> currently we only have kevin durant and kyrie irving to Oops, lead our team that <laughs> that's only as good as everyone else yeah that's i mean that's part of why i take brooklyn everyone healthy because they're they're still winning and they don't even have full strength they've barely had full strength all season they're the number two seed almost the number one seed that's that's tough. I mean, they didn't even have James Harden for the first few weeks of the season. All we can hope for is a Philly-Brooklyn Eastern Conference Finals because it's going to be fantastic. That's all I'll say. I mean, even if 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 it's Philly-Milwaukee and they beat Brooklyn, that'll still be fantastic. The Eastern Conference Finals the Eastern Conference be, Finals are going to be really good this year. Aside from an Atlanta Hawks upsetting the Phoenix <laughs> or the Philly 76ers, it, it should be pretty set who's playing in there. One of those three teams. or two, I guess two of those three. Love it. Again, this can all change. It's going to change, probably. We're, <laughs> we're going to look back. We're going to come to our next episode here right before the playoffs and be like, well, we were fucking stupid. Well, <laughs> I mean, the Lakers have been sliding. They're no guarantee to stay in that sixth seed. They could slide down into one of the play-in tournament spots. Yeah, they might be in the play-in. They, I mean, they could lose that first game. They may, they just may not even be in the actual playoffs. Is that a hot take? <laughs> if they're If they're playing today... They probably wouldn't win that game. Yeah. Well, and there's a chance that Portland. They they could just take that. There's I mean, a plan, there's a chance Portland gets into the sixth seed for sure. Right. Yeah, but L. A. and Memphis. I bet they'll beat Memphis. L. A. Golden State. If so, if they lose against Memphis, they'd maybe play Golden State. Right. There's a chance they lose that, and they're just not in the playoffs. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. But we will revisit this in two weeks and just tell everyone that we were correct and I'll delete the old episode (laughs) (laughs) and be like, wow, what happened there? We were so right. Amazing. These digital hard drives, man. I don't know. (laughs) But that's all we got. So until next time, I'm Matt. (laughs) I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers.